Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate- some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. This is Grafting with Grace Ann, the only place to get coverage of the best and worst plays from the most recent episode of Love Island. I'm your host, Grace Ann Parks. Let's crack on because I've got a lot to say about these three episodes. Today we're covering episodes 15, 17, and 18. And for those who are watching on ITV, this is 14, 15, and 16. It's very confusing, but I finally figured it out. Hulu basically counts After Sun and Unseen Bits as numbered episodes, whereas ITV doesn't. So I will make sure to differentiate the Hulu episodes and the ITV episodes. Let's just get into it. Episode 15 begins and we're saying goodbye to Charlotte and Andre. And this goodbye montage, by the way, is giving in memoriam. Like, 
there's absolutely no reason that production needs to be blasting the most emotional Louis Capaldi song while they're saying goodbye to people they met yesterday. Like, they're not, they're not dead. They're very much alive. You're going to see them in a couple weeks. It's all good. And then I noticed something. When Andre and Charlotte were doing their exit interview, it almost looked like a hostage video. These two, who have barely interacted in the villa, are forced to stand as close as humanly possible to each other. And the lighting on them was giving like high school classroom and they both look so sad. And don't get me wrong, like I would be sad if my experience was ending too, but they're also having to say things like, this is the best experience of my life. I have no regrets. Like these very joyful things with just the most sad looks on their faces. I just thought that was uh, interesting. But after the hostage video is over, we go back to the villa where Sammy and Jess are chatting. And he says that being in the bottom three gave him major clarity and that he didn't care if Leo was sent home. All he was thinking about while he was up there was, am I going to be without Jess? And that's a bold statement, my guy. It's just knowing what we know is going to happen in this episode and the next two episodes. It's just like, this is embarrassing. It's not genuine. I don't believe him. But they do have their first out of challenge kiss here, which is a big deal in Love Island. I kind of want to call kisses outside of challenges outies and ones during challenges innies because it sounds way cooler to say like, yeah, this was their first outie kiss up until this point. They've exclusively had innies. Listen, Chad and Lizzie want me to use the gore lexicon in this podcast, but they also are encouraging me to create my own terms that are exclusive to Love Island and to this podcast. And obviously that does take time. Maybe I'm being a little bit impatient, but that was the first thing that came to mind. If you have any better ideas, do let me know. But I feel like it's shorter, any Audi, it pops. That's what I'm going to call it for now. Anyway, it's morning in the villa and Ella <laughs> points out to Jess, like they're sitting and talking, that it's pretty convenient Sammy is saying these things to Jess now and she's talking about the he's all in with her, never cared about Leah, that kind of stuff, because he was vulnerable last night and she wasn't because the public actually likes her. First of all, boom roasted. But secondly, Ella's not wrong. Currently, all Islanders dumped or not have over 10k followers on Instagram except for Sammy who currently stands at 8.6k Instagram followers and he's been in the villa since day four. It shows that like he is not a very good player and we will see throughout these episodes that I'm covering today how bad of a player he is. When he first came in I didn't think much of him. I was just like oh he kind of struck me as like a floater type but now I mean, he is just making errors all over the place. Then we get a scene of Ella chatting with Scott. Remember, Scott's new. He has to talk to everybody. But afterwards, Ella goes back by the pool and Sammy wants to start shit. He says, it's honest hour. And Ella's like, oh yeah, it's honest hour? Should we do honest hour? And immediately she says to Sammy in front of Tyreek and Jess, and I think a few other Islanders, she's like, I think it's convenient that now you're sure about Jess after you saw Leo was vulnerable. This was so good and so confidently said by LA was almost my play of the game, but 
there is another play that was that surpassed this. But this was just so good. She just was like, okay, let's do Honest Hour, motherfucker. But after she says this to him, he has the gall to say, I don't know what that has to do with what I'm doing. Bro, you brought, you literally, she sits down and you're like, let's do Honest Hour. You poked the bear. You started this. This has everything to do with what you're doing. Like, stop. But then Honest Hour continues with Tyreek saying to Ella, I think you're chatting to Scott to do a tit for tat. And Jess immediately defends Ella and does something that I was very interested in. And I'm wondering you guys' opinion on this. But Jess is like, you need to remember if he asked to speak to her, she's not going to say no and be rude. I feel like this was in a way breaking the fourth wall because we do know from interviews of past islanders that they're not allowed to talk to certain islanders when it's not their time like the producers have control over that you can't just pull somebody anytime you want this new islander who just came in has to pull all the girls first and i feel like this was i don't know maybe Jess isn't playing 4D chess, but it felt like it from this sentence. Just the way that she said it and the way she kind of was like looking at Tyreek, like obviously like, you know, she has to chat to Scott. But this whole honesty hour becomes yet another fight between Ella and Tyreek. But that is interrupted by a text that says, can all the Islanders gather around the fire pit immediately? And this is a surprise recoupling. This is a very rare type of recoupling because it's in the daytime and it comes right after a dumping. So now the boys will pick which girls they want to couple up with. Zach recouples with Molly. Medi recouples with Whitney. Whitney does an error here. She laughs at Medi's speech. I understand it's nervous laughter. She should have just kept this one in. Like she should have tried at least. Sammy recouples with Jess, but during his speech, he calls Leah a test. And this was my error of the game. You literally just got out of a love triangle, practically unscathed. You're on good terms with Leah and Jess, and now you're going to call her a test, which we will see becomes a plot point of these three episodes. This error will have many more consequences to come. Mitch recouples with Leah. Ty recouples with Ella. Scott recouples with Catherine. Afterwards, Molly finds Leah in the bedroom by herself crying. She asks her what's wrong and she tells her, Scott called me a test. That's not cool. Um, But she's really emotional about this. And now this whole nighttime portion is going to revolve around Sammy calling Leah a test and downplaying his connection with Leah to all the rest of the Islanders. She pulls Sammy And this is where we see just how bad of a player Sammy truly is. He has so many errors in this conversation, and this is only the beginning of his error-palooza. It will continue. We will see it. I'm going to literally break it down for you. But this is the beginning. Leah's like, dude, I'm a human. I have feelings. And I found Sammy's response to this very interesting. He's like, I'm sure you do. I don't know. That didn't sound like somebody who is like really, really confident that this person that they're talking to is a human who does in fact have feelings. (laughs) And during this whole back and forth, he's so defensive, like at every turn. This is the thing I really don't understand. And this goes for like guys in general, but in this situation, even if he's not sorry, it is so easy to just apologize. Like, like Sammy, you don't even have to mean it. It's so easy to be like, you know what? That 
wasn't cool. I shouldn't have put it that way. And I don't mean it like that. Like, it's just bad gameplay on his part. He says, I feel like you're being upset just because I didn't choose you. It's like, tell me you don't understand the real issue at hand without telling me you don't understand the real issue at hand. Then we go to Zach, Ty, and Sammy. And Zach says, I was reading a book, bro. And it literally says about how people are terrible at taking accountability. And then Sammy, in the most genuine voice I've ever heard in my entire life, goes, what does that mean? It was in this moment that I I was like, oh, okay. Maybe Sammy, like, actually doesn't understand the issue at hand. Not because he doesn't want to, but because he cannot, like, even fathom such complex things like taking accountability. <laughs> we get to the next episode, and the hideaway is open, baby. Everyone immediately yells, Ella and Ty. So Ella and Ty are the first couple to get the hideaway in season 10. So I wanted to do a little hideaway history. Last season, Shaq and Tanya got the first hideaway during week two, and they ended up in fourth place. Season six, Finley and Paige got the first hideaway during week three, and they won. Season five, Amy and Curtis got the first hideaway, and only Curtis made it to the finale with a different partner. Season four, the first hideaway went to Wes and Laura in week two. Neither of them won, but they both made it to the finale in different couplings. And season three, Jessica and Dom got the hideaway in week two. Neither of them made it to the finale, but they're married and have kids together. So I, I consider that a win. So I feel like from this data, Ella and Tyreek are at least going to be in the finals. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the, the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt. 
and <laughs> my um <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about but i am also wearing the super soft sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband you want that you don't want it to be rolling you don't want it to be showing and i'm hooked i don't want to wear anything else it's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. So in the morning, we get conversations about Whitney laughing during Meddy's recoupling speech. You know, Meddy thinks it was disrespectful. Whitney tries to play it off as like, you know, it, it was awkward. That's just me. I, like she really did appreciate it. But Ella does call her out here. I'm loving all the calling out and roasting Ella has been doing recently. Like I've truly been living for it. But Ella's like, you have been disrespectful, babe. And while uh, I agree, I, I have so many friends and I feel like I even used to struggle with this, but like nervous laughter is a thing. But Medi and Whitney are able to put that behind them and move forward. Whitney does apologize. And she says afterwards, it's giving growth. Love that. It's challenge time. The challenge is called situationships. Sat in their boats, the islanders will face questions designed to test whether or not they're on the same page. They will write their answers on a chalkboard. And if their answers match, they row closer to the shore. If they don't, they get drenched by Leah and Mitch, who have a bucket of water. The couple that docks first will win. So we start with a bunch of just like fluff questions, but it's the fourth question when things start to get tense. It's which Islander is the least trustworthy? And everyone except for Scott and Molly says Mitch. Leave my man alone. The next question is which Islander is playing the biggest game? Scott says Sammy and Jess. Catherine says Zach and Molly. Sammy and Jess both say Zach and Molly. And we get a shot of Molly here. She does some, just some fine, fine face play. Molly is really killing it 
like with the face play. She might even be the queen of season 10 face play. Next question is which couple has the least chemistry? Almost everyone says Medi and Whitney, except for Ella who says Catherine and Scott. But even Whitney picked herself and Medi, which I thought was hilarious. Sammy and Jess end up winning this challenge and then we go to the nighttime portion. Medi and Whitney need to talk about the other islanders thinking they have the least chemistry. Medi is really, really sweet in this moment. He he says like i really want to make an effort for you he tells whitney to meet him on the terrace in five minutes and then this is when i start writing in all caps because i get very excited i say we get romantic music as whitney walks to the terrace okay i love when they both laugh so hard they can't talk i'm smiling through this entire conversation omg omg Meddy kisses whitney let's go Meddy kissing whitney on the terrace was my play of the game. I love that Mehdi was intentional about this. He had a plan. He didn't just want to have their first Audi kiss just somewhere random in the villa. He picked the terrace, which has a history, you know? It's also, I would argue, probably the most romantic place besides the hideaway in the villa. It was it was just sweet because like they resolved the the fight earlier and she tried to explain to him that she did love his speech and she was genuinely sorry for laughing and I think he did understand that that was just her personality. I'm rooting for them again. I can't I can't help it. I know Lizzie at this point thinks that they're like a placeholder couple or a friend couple. I don't know. I really like this. Am I crazy? I'm crazy. All right. Episode 18. We start with Jess realizing in an ITM that there actually is something there with Mitch. And she decides to let Sammy know that she didn't just end things with him. She didn't, you know, friend zone him, basically. Not only do they start fighting, they start fighting, like, extremely loudly. So much so that the other islanders are able to hear Sammy says that because of this, because she's not friend zoning Mitch, he's taking a step back and he starts to walk off and she's like, don't walk away from me. She doesn't want them to leave on bad terms. He's like, well, you want to get to know Mitch. As they're fighting, we, we go to a scene of the kitchen where Mitch is stuffing his face with food and he hears his name and he obviously kind of perks up as one does when they hear their name and mid bite Mitch almost does my face play of the game but there's another one that comes later but trust me this was so close to winning he's basically mid-bite his eyes again full aperture he's like chewing his lips are closed but they're like all the way to the side we go back to Jess and Sammy fighting and then finally he just walks away and she calls him immature Jess summons Mitch and when she does that, Mitch has to walk to Jess while Sammy is walking away. They walk right past each other and Sammy yells, oh, hero. I at first didn't think much of this comment. Like I, I genuinely didn't, but I've now heard this said in other contexts in this show. And I'm wondering if saying that is like to another guy, is that like a derogatory term? Does he mean like, oh, maybe he's being a simp? Is that what hero is supposed to mean? British people, please let me know. Sammy says to the boys that he's over Jess. He says a line that, again, it, Sammy is my error of the game, but this just is one of his errors within being an error. He says, if it was a girl I was actually head over heels for, it would be a different story, but I'm not going to be treated like a mug. Hey man, what the hell does that mean? 
you just said at the beginning of this breakdown in the first episode that I was breaking down, you didn't care about Leah. All you cared about when you were standing up there vulnerable because of the public vote was if you were going to be with Jess or not. Just the way he said it, the tone. It was it was very like um, he he never respected Jess in the first place. Mitchell then an ITM has this kind of smirk and he's like he's just doing it wrong completely wrong and i'm like i'm agreeing so hard with you mitch and also this is just proving that mitch's hustling is paying off jess goes to find sammy and guess what they do guys guess what they, they start fighting again if you guess that you you get five points she brings up that when he got to know Leah, she didn't bat an eye. But now that she's getting to know Mitch, he's acting like a baby. He just keeps saying, I told you that you could get to know him. I told you that you could get to know him. I told like to everything she is saying in this. I wouldn't even call it a conversation because that's his only response to everything. Like she could have said, what's your favorite color? And he would have said, I told you that you could get to know. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Know him. Everybody goes to sleep. And in the morning, we get a couple's brunch. But in the middle of this couple's brunch, everything seems so nice and so lovely. Everybody's getting to know each other. No, Dark Lord Jamma returns with the most epic video package ever. Just, I love all that they do for Maya when she comes in the villa. All these slow-mo shots. She's wearing the hottest thing you've ever seen in your life. I mean, she is also one of the most gorgeous people I've ever seen. But I just love how they present her in the document. So Maya comes into the villa. The Islanders are like, huh? She's like, I hope you're enjoying your cute brunch and spending time together. Are things going well in here? And Jess is the only one who says something. And she's like, not really. Maya continues, well, as you know, finding your perfect match isn't always easy. You guys are all living together, spending every moment together. You all have a front row seat into everyone's relationship. You see firsthand how it all goes down. In your couples, you now have a very big decision to make. I want you to decide which two couples are the least compatible. And tonight, I'll be back to find out who you've all chosen. Bum, bum, bum. So the couples all have to deliberate together. And then we get to the nighttime portion. Maya returns and asks each couple to reveal who they picked as the least compatible. First up, we get Whitney and Meddy. They picked Sammy and Jess and Leah and Mitch. Catherine and Scott picked Leah and Mitch and Sammy and Jess. Ellen Tyreek picked Catherine and Scott and Mitch and Leah. Jess and Sammy picked Catherine and Scott and Leah and Mitch. Leah and Mitch picked Sammy and Jess and Meddy and Whitney. Molly and Zach picked Mitch and Leah and Sammy and Jess. So Jess and Sammy got four votes. Mitch and Leah got four votes. Catherine and Scott got two votes. And Molly and Zach's face play here was my face play of the game. This is what we're talking about, people. 
Leah and Mitch and Jess and Sammy are summoned to the front of the fire pit by Dark Lord Jamma as the two least compatible couples. Dark Lord Jamma then announces all four of them are now single and will not be able to recouple with each other at the next recoupling. Very, very interesting. Dark Lord Jamma then has one more piece of news to share. Leah, Mitchell, Jess, and Sammy, you are not the only single islanders. Mel and Montel are waiting to date you at the front of the villa. This is a very interesting new way to announce bombshells. I loved it. Dark Lord Jamma recognizes Sammy does not look too happy. Sammy says that Medi and Whitney and Catherine and Scott haven't been honest. And he goes on this long rant, which is just an, another error, of course, about these two couples, which will come into play in the upcoming episodes, I'm sure. But lots of good face play during this voting ceremony. That was my breakdown of Love Island episodes 15, 17, and 18. Before we go, let me go over them gains real quick. Top three Instagram gains in the past 24 hours are number one, Molly Marsh gaining 18K for a total of 160K followers. Can I get a wowie? You ain't ever seen that happen in Bachelor. Again, this is the past 24 hours. Ella gets the silver medal in gains, adding 8K, giving her a total of 80.6K followers. And third place goes to Jess Harding, who gained 4.1K for a total of 98.7K followers. Top three Instagram chart, Molly's in first with 168K. Second is Jess with 98.7K. And third is Ella with 80.6K. And last, we have our top three TikTok chart. Molly is, of course, in first with 806K. Ella is in second with 53.2K. And Leah is in third with 30.9K. If you want to see the rest of those gains, the top five in all three of those categories, you can head on over to Game of Roses to see that. Anyways, I will be seeing you guys on Wednesday to recap the past few episodes with a special guest. So stay tuned for that. This has been Grafting with Grace Ann.